Welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. I am your host, Ryan Hartley. This podcast is for heart-centered leaders just like you. I hope our time spent together helps you leave a heart print where those around you are left better than yesterday. These interview sessions are sponsored by our great friends at Elevate Online Marketing. On episode 180, I'm joined by James McRae. James is an author, poet, creativity teacher and meme artist based in Austin, Texas. He is the author of two books, Shit Your Ego Says and How to Laugh in Ironic Amusement During Your Existential Crisis. He is a creative strategist who has led workshops and brainstorms with the top global brands including Microsoft, NBC and Target. On his popular Instagram page, Words Are Vibrations, James shares daily memes, poems and illustrations that delight and inspire his audience. He's also the host of Words Are Vibrations podcast that explores the intersection of creativity, consciousness and culture. It's an incredible conversation, one I hope that you enjoy. Here we go, episode 180 with James McRae. James, welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. How are you, my friend? Ryan, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. I've been fortunate enough to interview a few people from Austin, Texas, and I absolutely laughed out loud when I saw on your grid you t- the, the Austin starter pack, <laughs> the, the yeah. breathwork certification, the hat, the podcast, but let's not talk about crypto, shall we? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, there's a fun, that's funny. There's a, yeah, there's definitely a lot of action happening in Austin right now around a lot of different fields. And yeah, crypto is definitely one of them. There's a big conference going on this week in Austin called Consensus with tons of crypto um, people here to, to see it. Love that. You are described as a post-apocalyptic psychedelic meme poet. Break that down for us. I love the sound of it. Break it down for us. Yeah, I just like the sound of it. Uh, someone someone posted that on a comment in my Instagram feed, and I just decided to, <laughs> for a while, change my bio to that. Um, I think the thought behind it is, with my memes and my writing, I'm trying to like push things past, like just trying to push the envelope a little bit and how I use language to explain things, and. I just thought like using a bio like that, where it says post-apocalyptic psychedelic meme poet, it's like almost doing for my own bio, what I'm trying to do with my writing. It's just kind of like push it a little bit into the absurd and into the like hilarious, just in a way that like has an has a different energy to it. So that was the kind of the reason I (laughs) used that for a little while. I, I agree with you, you know, you know, and I coach people around kind of leadership and how they can, uh, we call it heart work, you know, the work that we do in the service of others that, and, and one of the things I always say to, to my people is, is describe what you do using the transformation that you create, because that is always going to be more interesting uh, as a, if someone says, what do you do? If you say I'm a coach, great, end of conversation, I kind of get what that is, right? But if you say that, you know, you leave a heart print where people are better, right? People go, oh, what's that about? So it's almost like an invitation to continue a conversation. And I love what you're doing with Recreation Studio. You talk about awakening the inner artist and this this core belief that we are all creative beings at our core. Was that true for you? Is it something you had to awaken in yourself or is, is it always been alive and kicking for you? So... Uh... Interesting question. You know, I think that we're all creative as children. Mm-hmm. And I've all I've been lucky to work my whole life, essentially in creative fields. Mm-hmm. So like when I was like deep in the corporate underbelly, <laughs> I was working in advertising agencies as like a graphic designer and a brand strategist. So creativity has always been part of my work, Mm -hmm. even when I was like a corporate professional. Um, But at the same time, 
my creativity definitely suffered during that time only because it wasn't an expression that was coming like organically from me. I was like trying to solve problems for businesses that I didn't even necessarily agree with the business or the ethos yeah. of the company. Right. And I still have to kind of like muster up the creativity and passion to help support these clients. So it was really great practice in terms of just finding a way to be creative, finding a way to help a business um, position themselves and market themselves and, and um, get, get a larger audience. Um, but it wasn't a fulfilling type of creativity. So yeah, I, th I think that I think that I, ha I had to, I had to reawaken that within myself and I was lucky because I wasn't too far away. Right. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, the way the economy is set up and the way that this social structure is, is set up, mm -hmm. it, it, it tends to like reward, um, a certain kind of conformity, um, that is focused on, you know, propping up an economy that's built on, um, you know, inequality and, and, and on hustle culture yeah, yeah. and on, um, pushing yourself and on, you know, it, it doesn't reward connection to soul and creativity and heart. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that all, like every individual in, in, in the course of growing up, we go on a, we, 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 we lose track of our path because we're yeah. forced to make compromises based on the world that we live in. Mm. So, um, but I firmly believe that, you know, our nature is our nature and you can, you can cover up your nature, yeah. but you can't change it or lose it. Right. Yeah. So I believe it's always there for anyone. And, and, to, and when I say creativity, that don't even mean like, Oh, I'm a painter or a writer yeah. or an artist. It could be, you know, creative, creative in the sense of how you build your business or how yeah. you express yourself or, you know, how you raise your family. There are a lot of different It's, it's, to me, it's more just being an autonomous, independent thinker yeah. who is in touch with things like imagination and intuition as opposed to being led by like more like the fear-based uh, ego mind. Um, so I definitely think that it's something we all have and we've just kind of been distracted yeah. from it as individuals and as a society. Hey, my friends, thank you for being with us so far. I hope you're enjoying the interview. I just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about our signature heart print coaching. Our heart print coaching is for you if you're ready to go all in on becoming a heart-centered leader ready to go all in on doing more of what you love, ready to see what you are capable of with support, guidance and accountability. You're ready to go on a rapid transformational journey that would change your life and others in as little as three months. Are you ready to show up with courage and share your gift with the world? Ready to start making an income and more impact by doing what you love? ready to start leaving your legacy where those around you are left better than yesterday. In our Heartprint Signature Coaching, in our time together, I'll help you lead from your heart set. I'll help you develop other people and your team. I'll help you bring your heart work to the world. I'll help you start leaving a legacy and capturing examples of your impact. I will help you be someone you love, to do more of what you love, and to serve people that you love. It's an amazing opportunity for someone who's ready to go all in and be a heart-centered leader. I'll throw in loads of other bonuses, including your life languages profile, uh, access to our Master Heart and Mind membership, and even some Always Better Than Yesterday merchandise. Head to abty.co.uk forward slash coaching to find out more, and I look forward to connecting with you very soon. That's abty.co.uk forward slash coaching. Here we go. Back to the interview. Yeah, I love that. And, and, and there's something that kind of blew my mind when I started to reframe what it meant to be creative. Because if I judge myself as the creative artist, we would, I am rubbish with my hands. I can't do DIY. Uh, like art is just, it's just not an enjoyable thing for me. But when I start seeing that the, the spaces and the places that I create, 
the community I create is a as an expression of my love and, and curiosity and my and my my creativity. That is when I can truly comfortably adopt that identity of being a creative because it's no longer attached to what maybe I would have thought it was. Yeah, absolutely. And also what I like to say is it's not about being good at creativity. Yeah. It's about creativity being good for you. Mm. Right. Cause I think one thing we did with creativity is we did the same thing we did with capitalism. <laughs> Meaning if you're not in that 1%, yeah. you're not, ever, no one's ever going to see your work. Right. Okay. You're either in the privileged class of published authors or like famous artists. And like you have a reputation and you have, can build a living around that or else you might write in your notebook, yeah. but no one ever sees it. And there's a big chasm between the 1% of successful artists and everyone else. And I really think we need to solve that problem of inequality of creativity because it doesn't matter. Like, yes, some people are better than others. Like it's not, it's not about talent. I think that there's, I think creativity can be a healing modality unto mm. itself. Mm. You know, I think we all, it's a way to, um, it's a way to self-reflect and examine and to go inward and to, and to learn how to, to trust your intuition. It's, it's, it's very valuable and it, it teaches you a lot of life skills and um, it's, it's healing to get that out. Cause I, I often think like, you know um, if we have emotions that we don't express that get um, suppressed yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 will atrophy into sickness when we when we suppress our emotions. So creativity is a modality to excavate what's inside of us and get it out. Mm. Um, so it's so great, even if, even if no one sees it, there's value in doing it, yeah. and there's even more value in sharing it, mm. just to get it, um, just to get it out and be received. And it's not about being published it's not about being famous yeah there's value in the intrinsic act of creativity and expressing that creativity yeah i yeah i absolutely love that and and i think i love the work of gabor Mate, and he says that if trauma is when it's difficult to be ourselves then healing is about returning to ourselves and i know that the byproduct of a lot of what you say is just it's, it's simply a guide back to self it's a guide back to you and, and I don't know whether you share my view, but you mentioned capitalism. And I just think the world is built to attack our lack. In some way, we feel like we need to have more and do more in order to be more, you know, and and um, it's it's attacking it's attacking our souls. And I and I, and I really enjoy your page because it, it you 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 do something very very um, gifted, which is about what I believe is to find the words that match our feelings and our heart. And I think that's, that's, that's a real gift is, is something I've had to try and develop because I talk about heart centered leadership, the world's intellect drunk, the world's mindset crazy and, and turn, trying to find the right words so that the world can understand um, some of these approaches. Hats off to you, my friend. How have, how have you found that creative process for yourself personally? Yeah, so it's been a journey, you know, I think my, my the last 10 years of my life have been a journey. So, like, like what you just said, from the head to the heart. Yeah, from the mindset to the heart set. Yeah, because if I look back in some of my earlier work, it's very much intellectual. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm trying to reach a conclusion with the mind and, mm -hmm. and the mind is, I think, by nature, a, a limited tool. It's a very amazing tool mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's not if it's if you're only relying on the mind as your yeah. intellectual navigation yeah. um, to experience the world you're going to be limited and then what happens is we end up creating an intellectual abstraction out of the world mm -hmm. and that's when everything just exists as theoretical numbers and that's when like wall street is using this theoretical abstraction of wealth to move money around and not provide any value. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's just a completely disembodied from, from the heart. So the mind is an amazing tool, but if it's not married to the wisdom of the heart, 
it's going to ultimately lead you astray, no matter how smart it is. Mm. Sometimes I listen to like philosophers or speakers yeah. and they're so smart. And I'm like, wow, I've never heard such a smart articulation of something that's so wrong. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's yeah. not grounded in like, a, in like yeah. an understanding, like an, uh, a heart centric understanding, yeah. which will really grounds it and gives it a, a deeper wisdom. So I've had my own journey personally to, to reconnect with that heart, you know, whether that's through various practices, mm -hmm. um, you know, plant medicine, yep. um, yoga, meditation, different spiritual lineages that I've not only yep. studied, but practiced, which have given me a deeper connection to, to, to my heart and, you know, reconnecting with that mm -hmm. dormant feminine energy that I think we all need to wake up in ourselves and in the world to to restore that balance, right? So so now my creative process is very much starting with the heart. I think that emotions are um, upstream of thoughts, by which I mean, like, we can sense some, something with our feelings yeah. before we can intellectualize it. So we, we think if we have ideas, right? Oh, I had an idea. I, I tend to think that ideas are the mind starting to articulate a bodily sensation that's already there. And then the mind is the next step. It, it yeah. starts as a bodily sensation because that's where there's, an, there's a certain intelligence that the body has, that the heart has, that emotions have to tune into the collective consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. it starts as a feeling and then the mind picks it up on it and it, it, it becomes an idea. Yeah, yeah. You get, you get, people get attached to, to the idea, but it began as a feeling. Yeah. So now I really try to start on the, in, in the feeling space, which just means like tuning into my body mm. and asking myself what I'm feeling. What am I experiencing in this moment? What am I, what is the universe trying to show me and i really believe we're all connected and, and and we're all connected from that energetic emotional place the mind doesn't connect us i think the it's the it's the it's 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 a bodily sensation that connects us so when you tune into that feeling that's when i end up creating things that have the most universal resonance because i'm i'm not if i'm feeling something yeah in in some way shape or form other people are feeling that this also, mm -hmm. and I'm just articulating it my way, but they can relate to it because it's coming from a shared yeah. experience. I love that. And, um, you know, you're speaking to an audience here that have listened to the likes of Deborah Rosman for the HeartMath Institute, have listened to Bruce Lipton. So we're, we're with you on the understanding that everything is energy and we're all connected to the um, quantum field. And, and, and I guess that's kind of where you, you talk about marrying um, a Western world with an Eastern culture and, and finding that kind of intersection. And I guess that's, that's where mindfulness would, will come in and, and some of those mindfulness practices for you to create that heart mind coherence. What are some of the things that, um, that you might do to get yourself in the state in the flow? Well, mindfulness has been a big part of my journey. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I meditate every single morning. Yep. Um, before before I start, you know, writing. Yep. And it's so important just to clear your mind. Yep. You know, I think that um, for me, the creative process is very much like a, a form of meditation. Because what I'm trying to do is tune into the empty space between my thoughts. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. your thought, your thought, your it's kind of like a, I don't know if it's like a computer where your thoughts are like your local hard drive mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like you can ha you have access to certain files, but I think when you can tune into that empty space between the thoughts, you're breaking through and connecting with the cloud. Yeah. 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 Right. And there's infinite yeah. storage on the cloud. And that's when you can get information beyond what you have on your local hard drive. So you have to be able to like, just open that space to, to connect yeah. 
beyond and, and be accepting and receive do you know what like um 2019 I, up to that point i was a man of science i didn't want anything to do with god or a higher power higher being probably had some father issues with you know with the name you know the father because of the own kind of letdowns i've had in my own life so like uh, that kind of surrender to spirituality was not on the cards for me until 2019 kicked my ass <laughs> tore down everything that was you know not serving me well how my health my relationships my work life and i came out of 2019 a very very different man i i had surrendered to a higher power um not willingly but you know trusting i'd had a few messages sent my way a few synchronicities that i just couldn't quite explain and then i had a healing experience where my whole body caught fire and i was like right okay fine i'll give this i'll give this surrender thing a go it's my least favorite topic it's my least favorite subject uh but but how do you um how do you relate to kind of deepening and, and growing in in and i guess one's personal evolution yes well you know, I had a hard 2019 also. <laughs> Cheers. And <to> that. <laughs> yeah, what's funny about that is I feel like I had to, a lot of my ambitions and things like that died in 2019. And a lot of, you know, the, 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 the professional goals I had for myself yeah. in, in one yeah. way or another, right. And like in, 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 in advertising mm -hmm. primarily. And then, well, so I had a kind of a, a whole kind of dark night of the soul and rose out of that. And then it was soon after that, that the pandemic began. Mm -hmm. And then everyone went into a dark night of the soul. Mm -hmm. But like I had just gone through one. Yeah. And I feel like I was better equipped to prepare because I had yeah, already, so I had already purged a lot yeah, of the illusions yeah. Yeah. that I was holding. And that's happened to me a few times in my life where something will happen and you're forced to let go of the illusions that you're holding, whatever mm -hmm. they are. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, um, it's baptism by fire and it's never comfortable, mm -hmm. but every time that that happens, you rise from the ashes with more clarity and purpose so it's so important, I think, to be in a constant state of regeneration. You know, even so you don't have to go through those dark nights of the soul to let go of your illusions yeah. Yeah. because you're holding you're not holding any illusions tightly. Mm. So I think it's so important to let your let your own self-identity um just to, to shed it like like snakeskin every yeah. year few years every few months not to hold any um persona of yourself too tightly and 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 now the world continues to kind of spiral into chaos yeah and i in my in my perception the people who are having the heart the best time during this are the people that have already gone through these yeah. deep levels of transformation and healing yeah. Yep. Right. So we're more equipped to deal with these changes ahead. So I just think it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's important to give yourself permission to become somebody new. Yeah. I love, that. I love the image in your, your, your recent book as well with the, the stick character, uh, just pulling this face, like trusting the divine whilst the world descends into more spiritual <laughs> spiral of chaos. It's, uh, it's very, um, I just love the humor and, and the wit. And <laughs> I, I guess, you know, how did you learn to laugh, you know, in ironic amusement during your own existential crisis? I mean, uh, which is the title of James's most recent book, by the way, I'll add the link to it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's just, it, the world we, we've been pushed into a place of absurdity i feel yeah, yeah and um i think it'll drive us crazy unless we can laugh at it yeah, and, and 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 for me the the laughter is not just laughter the laughter is a it's an effect of surrender mm. like when you have no choice but to surrender and then you just 
laugh at just you're just laughing at the absurdity of it all yeah right so it's not a it's not a cynical laughter it's, it's not a it's not a laughter of um you know trying to pretend everything's okay yeah it's the laughter of surrender yeah. and that's when you laugh you that's why i say laugh how to laugh in ironic amusement during yeah, your yeah. existential crisis. Okay, universe, that's what you've got for me today. <laughs> exactly. What's the lesson you're trying to teach me today? Exactly. And it's such yeah. not an easy place to get to. Yeah. But I just think it's necessary. I think I think we need to um I think the whole world needs to surrender. Yeah. Uh to you know, you need to surrender this the the small known in yeah. exchange for the big unknown mm. right and i think we're being this is the precipice of a huge global transformation and it's not something that we can intellectualize fully yet right it's something that we are it's happening to us very rapidly and um surrender to surrendering to that does not mean surrendering to all of the you know there's um there's light and dark yes. in the world right now, right? And some just because some people might hear surrender and be like, "Oh, you mean you know, don't we we shouldn't surrender to yeah, yeah. the the dark nefarious forces that would try to enslave yeah. humanity, for yeah, example, yeah. right? Like that's not what I mean, yeah. but surrendering to there being a higher plan and trusting that plan, and to um and to continue to hold the vibration of love, yes. Right, because I think that how we show up in the world at this time is important, and showing up in a state of fear and anger and outrage is yep. only going to perpetuate that fear and anger and outrage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if things are not great, I think it's still important to hold that vibration and to yep. set an example that others can follow, so we can all hold that frequency together. And I think that there is literal power in that frequency that we hold as individuals and especially that we can hold as a collective yeah i agree and, and a part of you know what i'm thinking and reflecting on as you speak is just whose will be done and i know that a lot of the pain that i caused myself in 2019 was because it was my will <laughs> it was exactly. my will that wasn't supposed to be done and it and it caused it caused pain and suffering um which is really interesting isn't it so i i, I guess that that context of surrender for me is okay it's not my will be done but i will be a willing servant to go where you send me and i will serve the one in front who you send me send people my way who need my heart my gift or my skill my talent whatever you've given me um and and i'll use that to the best effect to to the betterment of as many human beings as i possibly can you're right and you know it's funny because we we don't always know what's best for ourselves right we think we do right because that's only based on what we've experienced before yeah, yeah and it's like you know sometimes things have to happen that we don't want so we can get to a place that we do want so it's important not to take your own ego and thoughts too seriously and be like this is what i wanted because again that's just another attachment and illusion that you're holding on to yeah. and what you and you know where you're going might be 10 times better than what, where you wanted to go right so it's just so important to trust um the unfolding of experience and to just remain in your own highest alignment um as you go forward and trust the outcome uh, you know and I, and I think learning to laugh at yourself is is about we talk about vibrations and frequencies i think you know laughter is a is a gateway to joy right it's about finding joy in the small moments yeah. And uh, it's funny because I get a lot, I get a handful. I don't get a lot of negative comments on Instagram because um, I'm very careful with my wording, you know, just to kind of, I want the optimal amount yeah. of impact. Right. Yeah. So I try not to, I try not to trigger people too badly, but you know, sometimes I'll, I'll play around a little bit <laughs> and uh, but it's funny because, you know, I'll often you know, do a, do a, a, a humorous Instagram meme. And, um, my handle is words are vibrations. Yeah. So sometimes people are like, what kind of vibrations are these? 
like these are be- these, these these are not high vibrations but like i always comment i'm like no actually laughter is a high vibration yeah. like yeah you're right i'm like using words and maybe uh, i don't you know maybe i'm you know maybe i'm just like expressing frustration over yes. the craziness of the world or something so I'm, i might be focusing on something that could be perceived as negative yeah, yeah, yeah. but in in doing so in a humorous way mm-hmm. you're transmuting that negativity into something that's it's a kind of like a, a pressure valve where you're letting out some of the pressure yeah. and, and humor and comedy lets out some of that pressure so, yeah. it, so it doesn't build up i agree i i am um, and you talked about that coherence with those around us as well connecting on an emotional level and I was fortunate enough to see Russell Brand here in the UK a couple of weeks ago. And who who thought he would become a voice of reason during the pandemic, right? But I love listening to him. And, and he said something at his show. He says that, you know, he, he uses humor to find a uniting experience because the greatest principle is unity, right? Once we can all forget the way that we look, the way that we speak, the way that we sound, and we can all find humor in this universal joke, it's like a Trojan horse. Uh, I think the Trojan horse goes in with the humor and then the, the serious message drops out of love, peace, harmony, unity. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, communication is really interesting. And, and, and the, um, the medium is the message is, yeah. as Marshall McLuhan said. And what I mean by that is um, I can communicate things in a meme that would be really hard to communicate in a, in a lecture or an essay mm. and the same with a joke because humor like a, if a, a meme or a joke they have a way of like bypassing the in the intellect and the and the and the critic yeah. and they kind of connect with you in a visceral way right to the heart mm. so like you could get on a you could you could you could get on a soapbox and give a lecture or write a detailed essay on something and some people might you know, if the people that already agree are going to agree and the people that don't agree are going to find some way to pick it apart. Mm-hmm. But I just find with a joke, you can, it's like a Trojan horse. Exactly. You're sneaking something in where they, they don't have the defense because the inner critic isn't there to like yeah. p- pick apart the joke yeah. r- just yet. Right. So you, you can, you can slip it through and then it unpacks and then you, you plant a seed at least. Mm-hmm. So um, I definitely have found that with, with memes. It's definitely a way you can bypass people's like um, judgments and their predispositions and communicate something in, in an instant sense that um, has a high, higher likelihood of making a connection. Yeah, I love that. You said planting a seed. I'm going to kind of dovetail from that. One of the things I liked on your, on your page was... Um, we are the future ancestors it's just in big bold letters we are the future ancestors and like and i guess i love that because that's a call to action to be good ancestors right here right now isn't it is to is to get us to think consciously mm-hmm. about every interaction that we have and does it leave those around us the planet better does it leave those within our care better those within our families i guess what does it mean for you to be a, a good ancestor yeah well i wrote that because you know in the in the quote spiritual community there's a there's a lot of talk about ancestors and like you know people have ancestors as you know their spirit guides and they're trying to like you know i don't know summon the ancestors or listen to the wisdom of the ancestors or you know something like that i don't know which is fine that sounds like a great practice but when you look at time, you know, zoomed out, zoomed far, 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 far out, mm-hmm. you know, we are every bit as much of an ancestor as, you know, they are, yeah. right? Because time is eternal. So we're all equally in the position of ancestors. And that means being equal in a position of leadership and responsibility, mm-hmm. yes. right? So, um, you know, one of my favorite poets, Walt Whitman, talks about how there is an equal amount amount of heaven and hell in every single moment, mm. right? So the moment we're living in is every bit as holy as any other 
moment of eternity in this dimension or another, right? So if you want to call on your ancestors for guidance, great. But make sure you're also calling on yourself and understanding, you know, and also the future generations to understand what's going, what's, what's going to be needed of you and behaving accordingly, right? So treating this moment as, like I said, as, as being as holy as any other moment in the history of the universe, right? And, and, and appreciating it for what it is and understanding our own role in the um, development of consciousness and evolution moving forward. Powerful, isn't it? I, uh, what, what, what's your take on, on heaven on earth? Well, just a small question. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, heaven on earth is—it's a state of mind, first of all. I mean, I don't think that. Um, I think. You know, there are a couple of things that come to mind. First of all, I think that we live in a world of duality. Yeah. So I think that where there is light, there is darkness. And I think that is an inescapable part of 3D reality. <laughs> However you want to slice it. Um, some things are good, some things are bad. Bad experiences help to teach us lessons so we can experience, you know, the good the good times. So it's an equal, it's an equal balance. And it's and, and we learn through the contrast of yeah. good and bad. Right. So I, I don't, in one sense, I don't think heaven on earth is something completely to strive for. Yeah. But on the other hand, um, I think that we could experience an a simulation of heaven on earth if we had, um, how do I put this? Leadership and, and systems, which were truly working on the behalf of humanity. Yes, indeed. Right? So we can have a fair and balanced world where everyone has opportunity and everyone um, is treated equally and everyone is happy and in love and and you know the the earth can support us in a way that doesn't require war yeah. and um you know if we weren't being gaslit into um blaming each other for all of the problems that are yeah. being you know um rigged against us by a corrupt system yeah. So, um, you know, it's not exactly heaven on earth, but we can have pretty close to that if we only had um, a systems and rulers yeah. that were, you know, uh, you know, looking out for our best interests, which I don't think that we're there right now. Yeah. And, and if we had all day and well, maybe this is a different labeled show, then maybe we'd go down the rabbit hole of, I think those powers that be know that. And I think that they exploit those uh, circumstances to, to sure. keep a certain mass population under uh, obedience and control. But uh, sure. <laughs> that, that, might, that might lower the frequency of this conversation. So, <laughs> you know, and, and I think it comes back to what you said earlier is about that vibrational state of love and, and, and that when we feel that within ourselves, we, we, we have healthy bodies, healthy minds, healthy kind of spirit in terms of the way that we communicate and we, where we, when we you know a leadership um and i i think a lot of i think i saw this on your pages about if you want to be more rich then learn how to desire less mm. you know, learn how to desire less and i don't think many people are voting for that right now are they because right. we've built systems around the pursuit of stuff the pursuit of happiness the pursuit of the american dream and it's going to reveal I love the work that Sadhguru says, well, the pursuit of something <laughs> reveals its absence. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's really, hmm. um, yeah, we're, we're, we have been incentivized to, you know, chase carrots. And, you know, I think that that, you know, there, there, there are much better things than the carrots we're chasing. And we're, you know, we're missing out on life because we are so caught up in, 
Yeah. You know, but James, all these all these adverts tell me that I need carrots and I need the biggest carrots and I need the most orange carrots. <laughs> right. And 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 yeah. And brainwashing and and hypnotism aren't real at all, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I'd love to know what you mean by the term homesick alien. Yeah. So I I wrote that's that began. I wrote a tweet that said the homesick alien in me recognizes the homesick alien in, in you mm. and it's a playoff you know namaste which is something similar but um i just wrote that without thinking much about it and it, it ended up resonating mm. and um it's partially in jest because i do think that you know earth is our home earth is our mother we are all literally born from the earth Yes. Um, the earth is what sustains us. The earth nurtures us. The sunlight that reaches the earth is what gives us life. And mm. the water that falls to the earth is what gives us life. So I, I, I definitely do believe in honoring the planet. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and this, this, this is the home of our physical bodies. And it should be honored as such. But at the same time, it's a little bit of a joke because it's like sometimes the soul feels like it's not from here, mm. <laughs> right? Like, who I don't know, you know, where we're from. In you know, I'm sure yeah, there are. Yeah. I'm 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 pretty sure there are plenty of dimensions yeah. out there um, that we pop in and out of, right? So this is just one of them. Yeah. But it was just a reaction to feeling like we're not, even though this is our home, it feels like our spirit is, 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 is not native to earth. And, um, I think more and more people are feeling that way. Yeah. And it's kind of like this yearning for heaven or yeah, yearning yeah. for a, a better, um, dimension where we don't have to play all these crazy games and yeah. like work our ass off just to barely afford to be alive. Yeah. It just yeah. feels like, what is this crazy mess we've gotten ourselves into? Mm. Um, so we're all just, you know, aliens, you know, feeling homesick for our planets, uh, in, 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 in some way, shape or form. I love that. And it, and it, what comes to mind is I interviewed a wonderful man called David Ditchfield, and I, I highly recommend considering him for your podcast. He had a near death experience where in the UK, he went under a train, um, and he had a, a near death experience on the operating table. And, and the thing that he described he talked about, you know, being prepared by his his guides on this slab and then looking over his shoulder to a galaxy of stars. And then he just uh, then he just saw it and he just intuitively knew that this big ball of light was where he came from and where he was going back. And like just from that one conversation, I'm just like, like. And then I watched Disney Soul the same week, and it was the same image about this soul going back to this light in the center of the universe, its home, sure. where we've come from. And that's kind of my belief. That's kind of that's kind of my interpretation of what you're saying is that I'm a homesick alien because my spiritual home is at one with this center of the universe. Yeah, exactly. I, I believe in you know a certain a certain unity consciousness that we're all um, that we're all part of. And in this current experience on earth, we forget that we're part of that because we have this human ego. Yes. And, and on top of the human ego, we've got these systems in place like the, the media and all the advertising and all the career responsibilities. And it just pulls us further and further away from unity conscious into yeah. this reactionary, you know, fear-based ego consciousness. Division. You're a white male from America with a beard. Right. So it's, I think it's important to uh, um, keep in mind that this is not our home. Like we have, we will return to unity consciousness at some point, but not only that, and I've heard other people say this, maybe that's why we're here because yes, it is beautiful and blissful to be one with everything and to be part of this you know, harmonious unity consciousness where everything is just kind of perfectly balanced and, you know, we don't have bodies and everything is just kind of like light and vibration. That's amazing. But 
there's no drama to it. There's no excitement to it. Mm -hmm. So like if you watch a movie, you want some drama and excitement. It's like a break from your boring day. Maybe you want to turn on a movie and get some, you know, watch some, yeah. watch a tragedy or watch something that's crazy with a lot of action. And in while you're watching that, you might feel suspense. You might feel some fear. You might feel mm -hmm. some excitement and you're, 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 you're getting an experience from watching that movie. So Old I often think our souls are here for the experience yeah yeah. because yeah. we have literally eternity to be part of unity consciousness Powerful. and we only have a hundred years to mm -hmm. jump into these avatars and experience the full spectrum of emotions that happen on earth yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is actually a, um, a privileged place to be and we should take our jobs here seriously and we mm -hmm. should strive to make this a better place for everyone mm. but at the same time our lives are short our lives are temporary and when we take it too seriously and get caught up in the drama too much and forget who we really are yeah. um i think that's when we get into um we lose the script and that's when we have depression and mm. we're easily outraged and we're just living in a state of anxiety because we can't just let go a little bit of the illusion and accept that we are here to experience mm. life as it is mm. whilst being a full expression of ourselves right exactly my friend like i could talk to you all all day but i want to be super respectful of your time what does the phrase always better than yesterday mean to you always better than yesterday yeah hmm well, so what comes to mind is linear progress mm -hmm. and progress is not always linear. Mm -hmm. So if we push ourselves to be always better than yesterday, that can be a bit of a challenge because we have ups and downs, right? And sometimes downs are necessary mm -hmm. for an even higher up. So always better than yesterday would mean even giving yourself patience for where you are on your journey. And if you're having a hard week or if you're struggling with something like it might not look like you're better than yesterday, but sometimes that's the journey. Sometimes the journey takes you places that are unexpected. So you can take three steps forward to take 10 or three steps backwards to take 10 steps forward. So everyone's got a different growth journey and healing journey and um have patience for yourself wherever you are on that journey love that i've done 180 of these episodes and i'm really starting to get a grip around how people are going to respond to that question because you know i've been using that mantra for about five years now and um i i, I can just tell that those that are mindset driven you know very strategic it's, the answer is very much about learning and progress and just one more rep. And all that. whereas as I'm starting to really get a theme from those that are more heart-based, more conscious, um, it's like, why do we need to be better? There is no yeah. need. There is no need to be better than yesterday. Right. Well, I uh, my my fiance taught me this a lot too. Yeah. I, I was I was I was I was making some um, merch. I was gonna um, I was putting out a merch collection. And one of the shirts said, um, it was the merch collection was called Sunflower Club. And one of the shirts said, always in bloom. And my fiance was like, she's like, that's not natural. She's like, nothing is always in bloom. Yeah, yeah. She's like, always in bloom is the capitalistic mindset sure. of always more, 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 more. Yeah. Like nature does not work that way. Nature is not, all, nature needs periods of, decay and rest in order for rebirth so yeah. it's about that cyclical nature of the world not this kind of always one direction yeah. so it's it's more that feminine wisdom that needs to be kind of re-injected into our our mindsets to great, make us more connected to the heart challenge. set yeah, my, wife, <laughs> yeah. my, my wife's like the kids are still alive i fed them like why do i need to be better as well i'm like so the, the just for clarity's sake, the the conclusion I've come to is that 
being better than yesterday is always the result of love. Whenever we can bring mm. love, to, whenever we can bring love to a situation, love leaves us better in some way. Whether we be lighter, more connected, more free, uh, more accepting, more tolerant. Um, that's my perspective. So, heart-centered first, leadership mm -hmm. uh, that that looks and sounds and feels like empathy and compassion and service, willingness to sacrifice. Um, and I and I truly believe that that type of leadership leaves people around them better. But that's that's my context. I love it, my friend. Thank you so much for your heart, your mind, your wisdom. I'd be honoured if you'd leave us with a final thought from your good self. Mm, final thought. Well, thanks for having me. First of all, I really enjoyed our conversation. Um, I'm just gonna see what the final thought is coming through right now. Mm. just giving yourself space to be quiet you know just um i'm gonna do an uh, a video on instagram where i just sit in silence <laughs> you know because like people are here hearing everything you know yeah. people you're, there's no shortage of opinions out there yeah. so um even including our own right so just giving yourself space to be silent and um be quiet and listen and you know that's so important mm, it's a discipline right it's a, uh, mm -hmm. i i know that there are many people in my life that, that when they hear those words it's going to be like ah because they're just so action oriented i think mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're such an action oriented culture and uh, it's a great call to action my friend i'll share all your good links in in the show notes and one more time thank you so much for your your presence really appreciate you my friend thanks ryan a lot of fun hey my friends thank you for making it to the end i hope that our time spent together today has left you a little bit better than before you push play i'd really appreciate if you just took a moment to leave a review to allow me to meet more people where they are and hopefully leave them a little bit better too if you're curious to know how i through always better than yesterday can serve you your team, your organization, then head to alwaysbetterthanyesterday.com to connect. And while you're there, let me know one or two things that you're going to do as a result of listening to this conversation. I absolutely love hearing your thoughts, your reflections, and the things that this spark in your own heart and mind. If you want more insights from my heart and mind, I do send out short episodes on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And again, I hope that they serve you well. I appreciate you listening. I'm Ryan Hartley, host of the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast, a podcast for heart-centered leaders just like you. Keep leading, my friends. Always love.